Long ago, after God had created the universe, after God had created the earth, the animals, the bugs, and humanity, God brought a great flood upon the earth to destroy all living creatures, except for a few who were protected in a large handmade ship we call, we still today call it, Noah's Ark. Although God knew where the ark would finally end up, it does make one wonder what it may have been like to be living in a floating cabin destined for nowhere. Even though they were indeed a family, I would bet that they struggled a lot with the close quarters, the savory aromas, you might say. I would bet that they struggled a lot with all of the restrictions. They probably had their days when it was hard to see the end of the storm, like a lot of us, I'm sure. I'm sharing with you a portion of a, a biblical story that we've looked at, we've studied it, we, we've heard about it several times. Just a portion today from Genesis chapter 9. And God said, This is the sign of the covenant I'm making between me and you and every living creature with you, a covenant for all generations to come. I have set my rainbow in the clouds, and it will be the sign of the covenant between me and the earth. Whenever I bring clouds over the earth and the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will remember my covenant between me and you and all living creatures of every kind. Never again will the waters become a flood to destroy all life. Whenever the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and all living creatures of every kind on the earth. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God is our response. Well, as we begin the third week of Lent today, allow me to take you briefly back into a story that many of us grew up with, actually. Noah and his fine family and scads of bugs, animals, and probably a huge botanical garden ended up in a humongous floating cabin destined for a location known only to God. And as the ark finally came to its resting place on top of Mount Ararat, simply because the deep waters had finally subsided and the earth appeared once again, God then placed a colorful rainbow in the skies to remind Noah and his family that God, the creator of heaven and earth, would never again destroy humanity with a devastating flood. You know, I often wonder if the whole family saw that single rainbow before it finally dissipated and vanished into the damp atmosphere. You know, I can hear Noah right now yelling down through some hole saying, get up here, come on up here, you can't, I will, you're not going to believe what this is. Look at this beautiful rainbow. And I kind of think to myself, was it still there when they finally got up to the top and were standing on the deck with him, looking out into the heavens? Accordingly, in the midst of the tragedies of life, the ups, the downs, the failures, the loss of life, the loneliness, the healing promises, the positive things on the horizon, and the many uncertainties that seemed to exist in virtually every circumstance for Noah and his family, I wonder how long Noah's family remembered that one rainbow in the sky as a sign 
of God's promise. In fact, in fact, I'm betting they thoroughly enjoyed their newly found freedom and no doubt met with surprise and maybe even trepidation, new challenges that they had never experienced before. Indeed, that single rainbow in the sky, I'm thinking, this is my opinion, I'm thinking that single rainbow in the sky probably wasn't enough for a lot of folks after the excitement waned and the toughest days of life returned. Some even returned with a vengeance. You know, we are all acquainted with folks who have said and continue to say, God's word's good enough for me. But I wonder, are they also saying one rainbow is enough? But is one rainbow really ever enough? Is one promise from God really enough to stick with us during the really tough times? It seems to me that while some of us do pretty well with one rainbow, one glimpse of hope, one glimpse of life and goodness, there are those of us who need multiple reminders of God's promises to heal us, God's promise to comfort us, God's promise to rescue us, and finally, God's promise to make things good and right in the world around us. So what are some of the things in my life and in your life today that we would consider to be a sign, like a rainbow, of something promising, of something so promising that it's a promise from God himself? Let me share with you a couple of things that just came to mind the other day. Getting COVID vaccines. Wendy and I got our second shots just the other day. In a way, we feel like Superman, but as we think about it, we know much better than that. But it's a sign of promise. How about the birth of a grandbaby or the birth of a great grandbaby? How about just good, solid family news? Receiving a good report from the doctor. Well, we all love to hear good reports from the doctor. Stimulus checks. Hey, hey, now stimulus checks are sweet. How about hearing that our favorite restaurant is coming to town? I heard that uh, Raising Cane's is quite the place. In fact, the lines are so long you can barely get in the driveway. How about this? Everything on my iPad work list for the day is all neatly checked, which means I got it done. And that task is off my desk for the day. Here's a couple more. Having a long trip finally and safely completed. How about this one? Here's a promise for you, an outward sign of a promise. Being able to meet again in person. How about this one too? Seeing your smiling faces. When you think about it, in fact, I encourage you, if you have time this week, get out a piece of paper and a pen and make a list of those things that you just initially or right away, when you, when you, when you see it, you hear it, you observe it, you just go, wow, that's really promising. That changed my whole attitude. But I wonder, how many rainbows do you need when things are getting tough or when apathy has set in? How many promises from God do you need? Is one rainbow enough? 
How many outward and visible signs of promise do you need in order to feel good about the future? What will it take for you to be filled with new life again, feeling joy and hope and wonder where only gloom, loss, apathy, or despair, or all the above, once ruled the day? In what way is one rainbow going to be enough for us when the last year of our lives has felt like we've been living in a floating cabin, destined for nowhere? You know, I must admit that I easily lose sight of God's promises and goodness unless I intentionally fill my life with constant God reminders, is what I call them. Indeed, I have moments when I can hold on tightly to one rainbow, and for a while I'm convinced that, hey, God's got this. But I admit, I often allow the noise of the world around me to drown out the still, small, patient voice of God. And I find myself wondering if God left me behind when, of course, I was the one that let go of the lifeline God was holding out to me. Most folks I know, while trying to do daily, while trying to to daily sort through a whole range of emotions, they're on the edge of their seats, waiting, hoping, praying for the day that we, Yuma First, the church, downtown, can gather again in person as a church family again. For now, let me say, let me have your attention now. I need your attention for now. Let me say that the day of Yuma First gathering together again in person is coming, and it's very near us right around Holy Week this year. In fact, those of us who have completed the required United Methodist Church waivers and those of us who meet the usual pandemic-related medical criteria criteria questions, those ones that we have to answer as we go into a doctor's office or a hospital about temperature checks, how have we been feeling, have we been around, have we been exposed to someone and the like. We will be worshiping together in person inside the Yuma First Sanctuary on Palm Sunday this year. Yep, you heard it right. Now, if you need to hear this again, Go ahead and hit pause, rewind this sermon, and listen to that whole paragraph once again. But hold on, hold on though, stick with me. Take a breath, get comfortable in your seats, take another breath. Please, don't run to the front of the line and get too excited yet. Please understand, there are many, many details to manage, and there are many things to finalize. Now, the details of the Palm Sunday Church campus reopening, along with the closely monitored parameters of what it will actually look like on the ground, that way you know what to expect, all of this will be shared with you very soon. In the meantime, that is, if I stand a chance of getting your attention once again today, I invite you, take another deep breath, relax. Think about your relationship with the God who led us to where we are today. Remember, we are headed into the third week of Lent, and for all intensive purposes, that's kind of the middle of the Lenten journey. To say the least, we've been bogged down with various and numerous distractions. There hasn't been a whole lot of reasons from day to day to be hopeful and really to throw a party or to celebrate in any way. 
But we're also, I think, in this time, this middle of the Lenten season, when it's easy to waste the soul-searching opportunities that the Lenten season presents to us. Lent calls us each day to fully participate in the journey that brings us closer to the living God within each of us. Lent is a daily, moment-by-moment affair. Lent invites us to keep our chins up, looking for the rainbows that God places within each of our lives. And Lent, I think, gives us the tools once again to be satisfied with the one rainbow God provides. Let me say that again. Lent, I think, gives us the tools to once again be satisfied with the one rainbow God provides. I must admit, I easily lose sight of God's promises and goodness. Indeed, I have my moments when I can hold on tightly to that one rainbow. But you know what? I do find myself, though, letting go of that rope, that lifeline that God continues to hold out to me. So let's decide now. Join me, would you? Let's hold on tight and patiently stay the course. Because Easter is coming. Easter is when rainbows appear and light beams from the heavens once again after a time of outrageous storms, dark clouds, loud thunder, and especially if you live in the desert, filthy dust storms. And this year, following 12 months of our lives being totally upended, kind of like floating around in a smelly cabin destined for nowhere, this year will be an Easter for the record books. Finally, let's work together, side by side. This is important, my friends. Let's decide now to work together side by side as we adopt a spirit of full cooperation and decide today that one rainbow will be enough. I share with you from this African-American spiritual Fix me, Jesus. Oh yes, fix me, Jesus, fix me. Fix me so that I can walk on a little while longer. Fix me so that I can pray on just a little bit harder. Fix me so that I can sing on just a little bit louder. Fix me so that I can go on despite the pain, the fear, the doubt, and yes, the anger. I ask not that you take this cross from me, only that you give me the strength to continue carrying it onward till my dying day. Oh, fix me, Jesus. Oh, yes, fix me. Fix me, Jesus. Amen.